sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. We know about the importance of having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But what about the importance of having a personal relationship with the saints? Why is it important for us to be in communion with our brothers and sisters in Christ who have gone before us into the heavenly throne room? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live from the adventure that comes from relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the topic of the saints and our relationships with them, we want you to know that, as always, we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio once again by my now regular guest co-host yes robin like bruggeman hi chris hey robin how are you doing i'm great good robin anything new in your life i have a daughter getting married in about a month so it's not new that's old mm, news okay nope nothing new what i don't think there's got to be something new in the bruggeman household i don't think so nothing too exciting Okay, we're gonna let that go because I did spring that on you and yeah. I, I didn't prep it for you because I figured, you didn't you've introduced yourself. I got a new dishwasher. There we go. I've been without a dishwasher for like three months. Oh my! Okay, this gosh. is big. I got that a dishwasher where everything. Okay, Ooh. good. So real quick before we get into saints, no, 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 we're gonna go with this. So. Robin, just if you're listening, and well, even if you're listening, you can tell Robin got very excited. Was that real <laughs> excitement, or was that for the sake of Chris wants something big? So I gotta play this up. More. Oh, it's exciting. Why? Why? Why is it exciting? Because the dishes are piling up on the counter. We have lots of people in our house. Yes, you do. And I'm kind of tired of having to remind the kids to wash dishes. I don't know. Is there? Am I missing something? No, but I... I it's just exciting. Why is it exciting? So, all right. You don't, don't need know. to answer. Okay, Robin, <laughs> listeners, here's the deal. There's there's always a... There's a, there's a, there's a deeper answer to the question. You don't, you, and, and, and oftentimes, most of the time, it does take a little bit of time. Like, why am I so excited about nature? Yeah. Yes. The very, actually I? for you, the very real reality, there's a bunch of dishes because there's a bunch of people in my house, but there's more to it. There, there was a level of excitement, which is more than just that real, but very practical thing. Uh, wow. There's more to it than that. I don't know what it is, but maybe next oh, time you're on. Goodness, I want to know. I, well, you only you. Oh my you, goodness, I want to know what's going on you, in me. Uh, yes, me too. But <laughs> you'll have to figure that out, and then okay. you can report back. I'm so intrigued. In a future episode. So am I. The dishwasher in my kitchen. When I get the home, I'm be like, "What is it about what you that I am loving and exactly. excited about?" Oh my gosh! Beyond, I love you. Beyond <laughs> the obvious, because there is okay. the obvious, which is real. It's very exciting to be able to have a dishwasher with a bunch of people in the house. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure there's more to it. It's not hooked up yet. Okay. It's in the middle of the kitchen. But okay. okay. All good. All good. So the point there is, <laughs> so we're just going to go with this briefly. The point there is that um, almost all the time, if not, I'm hedging my bets because, I, no, I'm going to go for it all. Every time there's something more. Every time there's something more go with, underneath. Uh, there, there's something. The thing of itself is important. That's the surface. And that's important. Yeah. It's not unimportant. It's not trivial or irrelevant. Well, sometimes it's trivial or irrelevant, but in this case, it's not. Wow. But the thing itself has meaning, but there's something deeper behind it, too. Both. It's both ends. I'm so excited. So to live your life with <laughs> eyes wide open, this is part of what living liturgically means, yes. Robin Bruggeman. 
It's to see because liturgy is their symbols, which have value. The bread mm-hmm. is valuable. It provides nourishment. But the Eucharistic bread means something more That's right. than what it is. So to live liturgically means to see the depth of things. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, good stuff. Another thing uh, that that's totally a topic that, well, that's part of, part of why you're here on a regular basis on ignition because of your passion for living liturgically. But, mm-hmm. but the dishwasher living liturgically means to see, to, to, to ponder, what is it? Why am I so excited about what's the deeper meaning of the dishwasher? Yeah. How, Which if somebody's just tuning in, please don't change the channel. Like yeah. seriously, we're not going to talk real about thing. why having a new dishwasher is totally lit. Uh, we are, but we aren't. We're not we, going to finish that. We're here. not going to finish that conversation. <laughs> we're not going to finish it now. Well, we're we're going to finish another conversation. Yes. So this seems this might be the trend in our. We start conversations that we finish later. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about uh, this episode, and also maybe, maybe next week too. We'll see mm-hmm. uh, about the importance of relationships with the saints. And in this case, this episode, we're actually finishing an, a conversation that you and I. Um, began, boy, about a month ago mm-hmm. at this Summer point. Summer Christmas time. Yeah, about a month ago. Yeah. So uh, as I did, I, I took the gamble last month in June and turned the reins over to you. I'm going to do the same thing again. So Robin, what, what the heck are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about saints and how we can be in a relationship with them in yep. our life and yep. like a friendship with them, a mentor. They can mentor us yep. and how that affects our life. Why do we want them? in our life even, yep. and how they can direct us yep. more to Christ. And we talked about summer Christmas last time, which is tied to- Last summer. time you were on. Yeah, last, yes, last time I was on. Um, and you ate crickets. I so, ate crickets. Which was fun. So if your listeners didn't- Was that 515, Casey? Episode you 515, yeah. why 515, you guys are good. I ate So you can go real watch on YouTube. Bait. Real, yeah, not that was live, fun. Not real live. It was yeah. live when I did it, but yeah, live they weren't and, live. Real and crunchy. Anyways, but um, so we talked about St. John the Baptist, yes. and he is one of your longtime buddies of saints. Yes. And so you started to tell your listeners why that is, yep. and I would like you to kind of tell us more of that story and um, show our listeners, you know, you don't have to be like in a long-term relationship where you're close to a certain saint, but sometimes it does happen mm-hmm. where God places that saint in your life for mm-hmm. whatever reason to mentor you, to um, just lead you closer to him. And ultimately, that's what saints do is they help lead us in our faith more, but ultimately closer to God. So how is St. John the Baptist doing that for you is kind of what we're going to finish up talking about today. Yeah, and then so I'm really, I am looking forward to sort of, yeah, because we did, we totally ran out of time because we had to make sure we got the bugs in. Yes. In my mouth, particularly. Yep, Uh, yep. (laughs) Priorities. We had priorities. Um, (laughs) I think, too, just by way of, of, to get into this, so the saints are our big brothers and sisters in the yes. faith. They have something to teach us. They mm-hmm. care about it. So I happen to be the oldest in my family and Me I have too. strong opinions about, are you? Yeah, I'm yeah. the oldest too. So I have strong opinions about, you know, what it means to be the oldest. Mm-hmm. But the reality is when it comes to our faith, we are, well, some of us are, there is an oldest in the faith. I would mm-hmm. argue Mary mm-hmm. is the oldest, if you will. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. the big sister. She's our, Well, she's our mother. The mother. Um, but the saints are our bigger brothers and sisters who have gone before us. Uh, and who can show us what it means to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. to follow the Master? Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and and they can they can we we quote unquote pray to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I say quote unquote because 
some people, when they hear pray to, they think that means adoration. Certainly, we don't adore the saints. So in a Catholic sense, to pray can include, yes, adoration to God, but it can also mean uh, the ways that we ask others to pray for mm-hmm. us. Yep. So I can ask you to pray for me, right. and I can ask people like John the Baptist mm-hmm. to exactly. pray for me. And with confidence that they will, because, again, they care. We're, we're part of the family of God. Yes. Uh, yep. And family family cares about one another. That's right. So That's our right. saints care And we about want us. the best for each other. And exactly. they want us to be in heaven with them. So. Amen. Yeah. So uh, just uh, for those folks who maybe, so you could go back to 515 uh, and and um, listen to, and then watch me eat crickets. But what, what's your recollection? I don't want to recap the whole thing. I don't want to repeat mm-hmm. the yep. whole thing. But what's your recollection of what I shared last time? You remember, for folks maybe who yeah. don't remember or didn't listen. You gave a, like, we talked a little bit about who is St. John the Baptist. Yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, you just kind of briefly started, I think, getting us into, um, My, how you developed a okay. friendship so maybe, with him. So yeah, maybe I will recap the that. end there, yeah. just how yep. he, um, matters. So you can listen to 515. And I think we've talked about John the Baptist in previous episodes yeah. of Ignition too, but focusing here now on my relationship with him. So as I think I mentioned last time, um, uh, briefly, John the Baptist sort of um, started, quote unquote, knocking on my door back in the the second half of the 90s. So probably somewhere around 97, 98. Mm-hmm. I remember I was doing my grad studies in Rome and, and I read, I was reading the work of a theologian who talked about, and, and the, 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 the book was about the papacy, the Pope yeah. and the office of the Pope as earthly leader of the church, as success, successor of St. Peter. But this theologian made had this this image of presented this image of a constellation. So, mm-hmm. um, so if Jesus is the sun, so that star, this the star mm-hmm. which is the sun, uh, the constellation of saints that are around Jesus, uh, and certainly there's Mary um, mm-hmm. and Joseph, and then the apostles, and so the rest of the book is going to be focused on Peter. But he made this just uh, brief like a page or two had this brief page or two discussion about the, in that constellation of saints around Jesus, there's John the Baptist. And I remember just really being struck by that. And I wrote down the marginal note. Um, we need a theology of the person and role of John the Baptist. Now, and again, in my youthful twenties mm-hmm. naivete, like, well, the theology has been written by many people. There are many mm-hmm. books historically, on the John the Baptist, but I didn't know about any of those. So I was mm-hmm. just intrigued then by the the person and place and role of John the Baptist for us today. What does he mean for the church today? Mm-hmm. Because every saint has some significance for the rest of the church mm-hmm. because every saint is part of the family, which is the church. Mm-hmm. So th- that was sort of the beginning. That was maybe, if you will, the first knock. Mm-hmm. The second knock came uh, here while I was in, in, been, in my time here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. So probably about 10 years later, so late 2000s probably, um, in the diocesan library came across a book by another theologian, a French theologian, on, it was like called The Person of John the Baptist. Like it was definitely, like mm-hmm. my marginal note, we need a theology of the, well, the the book title was almost that. Wow. Oh, so I grabbed the book off the shelf and this looks interesting. And So I, did you remember at that time? Yep. It, yep. it connected right to that. Remember from the ten okay. years before. Okay. So I, I took this book home and I put it because it was on the giveaway table. I put it on my shelf, and there it sat, 
unread. A few years later, I'm like, oh, I should. I took it off and read the first page. Okay, interesting. Back on the shelf. Um, it was two-ish years ago in the context of the Lord himself inviting me to fast again. And he had mm-hmm. been asking that of me for some time. I've talked about that before, but it was in that context where this is my, this is, this is, this is my, um, my, how I imagine the conversation in the heavenly throne room going down. John the Baptist goes to his younger cousin, God made man, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus has been now more recently knocking on the door of Chris Bergwald's life and heart about fasting. Chris, I want you to fast. John the Baptist comes to his brother and said, all right, cousin, sorry, his cousin. All right, cousin. I've been on this guy for like 20 years. I know you're now being very gentle and inviting him to fast. With your permission, I'm just going to barge into his life, make myself known and tell him to pay attention to you my cousin, more importantly, his Lord and God, uh, and take up this 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 invitation that you've been mm-hmm. very politely making to him for some time to fast for a variety of intentions. Uh, and Jesus said, "Go for it, cousin." And so John did. So it wasn't real dramatic, but I just in the in the in the midst of me sort of discerning this invitation from the Lord to fast. Oh, John the Baptist. Oh, yeah. Oh, those books. Oh, that book. Uh, so, yeah, probably about a year and a half ago now, I, I found that book on my bookshelf um, and started reading it in the midst of, and, and just re, and, and renewing, starting in a relationship with John the Baptist, asking him to pray for me, to help mm-hmm. me to be faithful in responding to the Lord's invitation to fast. So it was in the context of fasting. And it was just so... <laughs> John the Baptist is the guy for me right now. So the mm-hmm. Lord has asked me to fast, fast. Um, and and what did John do? So fasting. So John is this austere um, ascetic who lives a very penitential life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what else did John do? John prepared the way for the Lord. John mm-hmm. announced the coming of the Messiah. John's dad, when he was finally able to speak, was able to tell the Messiah is coming in the great Benedictus of, mm-hmm. of, of Zechariah. Uh, and, and this is just totally corresponding with what oh, goes yeah. to the depth of who I am, yes. uh, somebody who seeks to be an evangelist, mm-hmm. one to proclaim the way of the Lord, to prepare for his coming uh, mm-hmm. for other people, like what I, quote unquote, do in my day job, but yeah. really who I am mm-hmm. in terms of my per- the personal call that the Lord has made to me. So... John proclaims the gospel, the, the, the coming of the Messiah. John lives a life of, of, of repentance. And, and this to me is the correspondence with your presence on ignition. Um, John's birth was foretold in the context of the liturgy. So mm-hmm. there's something about, and, I, and I'm still noodling on this. Like it's those three things, proclamation of the gospel and, and the proto-evangelist, if you will, um, repentance and penance and the liturgical life of the church. Mm-hmm. So these come together for me, but I think there's something there 
for all of us in our country in a particular way. Uh, and I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit, but that's kind of the intersection of John the Baptist. But in case awesome. folks are just tuning in, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, uh, talking today with Robin. Robin's supposed to be in charge, but I kind of took the reins back over uh, with this monologue that I've been going on here for the last almost 10 minutes, I think, talking about um, how John the Baptist has, if you will, entered into my life and yeah. how I've responded and why I think he's so important to me. So yeah. I threw a lot at you and the listeners, Robin. That was great. It was great. And I love the way you um, set it up like Jesus and John, cousins hanging out in the throne room and right. talking about you and how they're right. going to tap you a little bit harder. That's right. awesome. Right. And I just think that's so, I mean, it happens to so many of us and probably all of us if we're open yep. to... Um, receiving the invitations yep. and the knocking. <clears throat> yep. So, cause some people might be thinking, well, that doesn't happen to me. Well, it might be, but, and it, it, it's probably happened to all of us at some point in our life. And then we get to a point where we're like, oh, Hey, I think that I heard something. Right. Maybe. So I think that's so beautiful how you describe that. And the other thing that I love is, so some people seek out saints that have to do with like their occupation. Yeah. So as you're talking, I'm thinking about this because I ran into one of our friends in the parking yeah. lot on my way up here and I asked her, who are your favorite saints? One of her favorite, well, she gave me a, a few and one of them that she listed is one that coordinates with her occupation. Yep. Um, and so I think it's really neat how, I mean, you probably, like if you would have, if you stepped back and thought about what was revealed to you in some of that, you'd go, oh, well, yeah, he would make saint sense as a saint I would look into or be close to because of my um, ministry, my right. occupation. But that then after you get close to John, you're like, hey, wait a second. We like have this, we're, we're so yeah. similar. Yeah. And that's so neat that God actually brought it to you in that way. Yes. But that people can, if they want, you know, like, you don't have to wait and be like, okay, I'm just going to sit around and wait for God to right. come to me with that. Yep. That you can actually seek it out yep. also yep. and develop a similar relationship or experience. I mean, I don't same experience, but something similar in that a person can, if they want some a similar um, relationship with a saint like that, they can also seek it out. Absolutely. So it's it doesn't. Like, you don't have to wait for it to come to you, but right. both can happen. Right. So it might yeah. be like, again, the, 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 the metaphor, which is the reality of the church as the family of God. Mm -hmm. So I go to a big old family reunion with a lot of distant relatives who maybe I don't know at all, mm -hmm. or I just know of, know of, or know mm -hmm. a little bit. And some of them, I might go up and, hey, how's it going? Like, what's happened? Been going on in your life? Yep. But others might do that to me. Exactly. That's a that's a great. So yeah, that's, great yeah. So paint. There's, yes. There's, yes. No, and I also, also I also want to say, um, yeah, I didn't pay attention to John mm -hmm. for a long time. That's mm -hmm. why I think that, like, I, I love. Again, I'm not saying I had this vision. I just, I think it's a fun uh, thing to imagine. Yeah. And maybe yeah. if they go out down something like that, I don't know that yeah. it actually did, but that but he finally budget. But of, I did yeah. not pay attention right. for yeah. 20, uh, almost 20 years. Isn't that amazing? And how now you can look back and go, oh, yeah. there were the, uh, just yeah. a subtle knock here and there, but it was all in God's timing. Yep. So it's not like you have to beat yourself up and be like, no, oh, gee, why didn't I open that oh, yeah, door? No, don't. no, it was all in God's timing. And Excellent. he knew that it was going to take a few yep. exposures to whatever Nuts. until it was the perfect time for yep. you to respond to right. that. So right. I love how you can kind of look back over that and see that God's Absolutely. hand yep. in that. Yep. Because a, like a relationship with a saint is always going to lead us to God. Yep. Always. Yep. 
So I just, I love how all of those were in, if you look back at all of those little steps in your process to getting to know him more, we're all a step closer. Jesus. To God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and for me, so again, John for me, but again, I would say in a way for, I think all of us, um, that, that life of repentance and penance, just the reality that, that in order to do, well, no, to be a fruitful disciple, to be, um, as much the missionary disciple as the Lord calls us to be, part of that path of sanctification of holiness that we're all called to follow when we meet Jesus and then follow after him means bringing order to our desires, to Mm -hmm. our uh, appetites understood in a broad sense. So there's appetite for food and drink and, and sex and so on. But uh, I have an appetite for knowledge. Yep. You know, I think we've talked. Yes, about you've that talked before. about that before. Um, and what John has shown me, and and why I ask for him to pray, is just his example and what he modeled is the importance of of reigning in and ordering our appetites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really think, Robin, that especially for us as Americans, as Christians living in the United States of America, where where we can indulge, the vast majority of us as Americans mm-hmm. have so, enough mm-hmm. wealth, enough money to indulge almost any appetite um, in bad ways, but also good ways. Yeah, yeah. Any time or all the time or in a very easy way. Mm-hmm. And so John's witness, as as we seek to grow as missionary disciples here in our diocese, but just around the country, responding to the call of the new evangelization from our popes for decades now, um, the importance, if we want to do this in a fruitful way, if we really want to bear the fruit that, that we're called to, that requires me bringing order to my appetites. Mm-hmm. Um Jesus said that some of these, referring to demons, can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's that really dramatic way where where um, ordering our appetites through fasting is is so important. But even more subtle ways. I mean, just for me to, in a sense, cast out um, the sins in my own life, the vices in my own mm-hmm. life, requires fasting because that's me bringing order to my my body. My, bo- my bodily desires, which also includes the desires of my mind. So bodily, mm-hmm. in a, yep. not just in a physical sense, but yeah. a broad sense. So I think yeah. that's, that's another reason I think why John is so important. I know certainly for me, but I would propose for most of us as Americans, especially living in the world as lay yeah. people, yeah. Uh, as you and I do, that we have to order our appetites yeah. and following John's That's so example. good. That's really good. So I mean, that could be a whole topic for another time. Absolutely. Like, um, yeah, proper order. Really is applies to everything. Yep. Yes. Yes. So can I share one more thing? Yes, please And then do. I'll let you ask any other questions in the time that I give you at the end. <laughs> it's your show. <laughs> so John's humility is also a model for me because okay. I can suffer uh, from pride. Uh, as I, and, and control kind of is, is part of this too. A friend of mine recently talked about um, how he described himself as a control enthusiast. <laughs> Instead of a and control I, freak. Yeah, exactly. I have a control enthusiast. <laughs> I love That's it. a very so, so but John's humility. So this is from John chap John's gospel, the gospel not of John the Baptist, right. but yep. the apostle. Chapter three, um verse twenty seven and following. John answered, No one can receive anything except what is given him from heaven. 
You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. So again, I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm not the Messiah, but I've sent mm-hmm. before him. I've come to prepare his way. Mm-hmm. But he goes on. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now full. He must increase, but I must decrease. Mm-hmm. So I think many of us have heard that last line, he yep. must increase and I must decrease. But a few months ago, I was really drawn to those verses that come before it. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. So the bride is the church, mm-hmm. all of us, um, and, uh, and the bridegroom is Jesus. Right. So he who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the gri- bridegroom, the best man, if you will, mm-hmm. the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice, rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now full. So in Jesus and John's time, one of the tasks of the best man at a wedding was to stand, and it was different, a little bit different places, different times within this era, but the, 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 the practice in, in, at some time, some places was this. So the, the bridegroom is coming. So the, the man who is going to marry this, his fiance mm-hmm. comes to her house to get her and bring her back to her house. So the, the wedding ceremony happens there at her house, perhaps. Oh, okay. And then they go back to his house. He okay. takes her home yep. as his, take me as, uh, as my, my wife. Yep. So, Jesus is coming to take his bride. The best man stands at he, he stands at the bride's house, waiting, standing, waiting with expectation to listen for the voice of the bridegroom to announce he's coming. He's coming. And then he rejoices greatly when he hears. So, mm-hmm. so again, tangen- uh, tr- practically speaking, um, you've got the bride to be waiting for her. Her man to come. Yep. He's coming. The best man is there. It's his job to listen and then to announce he's, he's coming. coming. He's, he's here. Coming. He's, up. he's almost here. So John is standing again. Uh, the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him, listens for him. Mm-hmm. John is listening for Jesus is coming. And then he gets to announce he's here. And then he steps back. And that's what it means to be a missionary disciple. Yeah. That's to so be able beautiful. to, by the life we live and maybe the words we speak, Jesus is coming. He's here. And then I step back step and out of the way for for that person to meet or deepen their relationship with Jesus. And I just That's love so that metaphor of the beautiful. friend of the bridegroom yeah. for who John is and then what we're called to be. And certainly yes. me, I, I reson- that resonates with me in a real way. Oh, that that was so good. I'm like, I'm just sitting here speechless, just listening. Cause it's, it's just so good. It's it's yeah. So thank praise you God for, for the gift of the saints, right? Yes. Yes. So Robin, we have like 30 seconds left. It's going to be to be continued to be continued. Yes. We have more to talk about. So, so this is a, to be continued. To be continued. So maybe, maybe done with John the Baptist perhaps, yeah. but maybe there's another saint that yes. we might, and, and just to continue this idea of the importance of a relationship with the saints. Yes. That sound good. Absolutely. Okay. So, folks, uh, hope that that has been helpful for you. Um, Robin and I will continue this conversation next week with another saint. 
So stay tuned for that. But that will bring this episode of Ignition to a close. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any questions about this episode or ideas for future ones. And until next time, may God bless you.